0: On the next episode of Sip Suds, and Smokes. I really love our price point episodes. They're very popular because people tend to shop in repetition. Like, have you ever bought or will buy more than five different cigars in your life? Or by price? Nope. <laughs> Let's hope this discussion helps both groups uh, for sure. Each of us has made a pick of a Toro under $10. bucks. we will also try to answer why we picked that particular cigar as well. Drew's going to tell us all about the cigars we're going to be covering tour today.
1: All right. So we have four cigars that we are uh, smoking today, or at least we smoked four today. Uh, These are from Don Lino, Africa, the Casa Magna, Colorado, the Plasencia Reserva, original, and the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage Maduro. We'll be right back after this break.
0: hey man got a light it's time for smokes welcome to this sups (laughs) sups (laughs) supping hard right i should just start all over again check one two three hey welcome to this smokes episode where everything good in life is worth discussing we are the best thing on at 2 a.m in six and a half countries this episode is a one-hour show that will be mildly entertaining for 40 minutes. At least for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good Boy Mike, and joining me here at the table is good Boy Barger. Hello. Good boy Justin. Hi. And good Boy Drew. Hi there. Well, our smoke segments, not our sub-segments, but our smoke segments are all about cigars and, well, anything that is smoked. Uh, Here's what we're going to discuss on today's segment. Drew's going to tell us all about the cigars we're going to be covering tour today.
1: All right. So we have four cigars that we are uh, smoking today, or at least we smoked four today. Uh, These are from Don Lino, Africa, the Casa Magna, Colorado, the Plasencia Reserva, original, and the Perdomo double-aged 12-year vintage Maduro.
0: Cool. Cool. Some really great uh, things we're going to have on today's episode for sure. So I really love our price point episodes. They're very popular because people tend to shop in repetition. Like, have you ever bought or will buy more than five different cigars in your life? Or by price? Nope. (laughs) Let's hope this discussion helps both groups uh, for sure. Man, I could never smoke just five cigars in my whole life, let alone the five same of anything. Except one woman. (laughs) Love you, honey. And I love half my stuff. Um, (laughs) These are all (laughs) Toro-sized cigars that we have picked out um, in a price point that is no more than $10 on average. Now, look, some retailers are going to be a little higher, some are going to be a little bit lower, but we used a common mail order retailer as the arbitration on the price points to keep this all super fair. Um, Each of us has made a pick of a Toro under $10, and that host will introduce the cigar along with some basic description today. We'll also try to answer why we picked that particular cigar uh, as well.
3: Uh, are you a cigar newbie? I'm not. Fret not. We got you covered on our Cigar 101 episode where all the cigar speak will be decoded. Just search for our Sip Suds Cigars 101 and that episode should pop right up or the following link to our show's notes. Today, we'll add a bit to that as we discuss Toro cigars, which are six inches long and 50 ring gauge. Justin, what
4: is your girth? Today we're going to be demonstrating how to measure girth. Girth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. First, take your tape measure, place it at the center of the shoulder, bring it down through the crotch, and back up again.
0: Whoa, ouchie. Hello. (laughs) Is that really involved? (laughs) Well, Drew gets the honors of going over our smokes ratings for today. Drew, we have a scar that was actually inspired from Africa today. So I'm gonna let you pick any accent from Africa to channel
1: while you're reading our smokes ratings for today. Well, as let's say, hmm, a little bit of a minefield there. French is the most ah, widely oui, nous, the most widely spoken oui, language oui. in Africa. I think this is a very good choice. magnifique. We will be smoking and discussing these cigars and rating them with our sips, suds, and smokes, smokes ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Juan, otherwise known as Oh, this sucked even before it was lit.
3: Nice. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Deux. Two. Do you really have to light this three times? <laughs> or should I say trois? I'm, I'm actually
0: feeling, you know, a little turned on, you know, over here. Can so. you just say it slower?
1: Doucement. Hmm. Mm. Trois. Very nice. Now, just go away, so I can enjoy this.
0: <laughs> Instead of Barker sneezing over here. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, some really great uh, cigars we have uh, lined up for us all to go over. Uh, like I said earlier, um, each person has picked out a Toro under 10 bucks for us to go over. And Barger's up first with the Don Lino Africa, if he's not sneezing oh, his man. way through this. Oh, so. man.
3: Okay. So Nestor Miranda of Miami Cigar Company was inspired to create the Don Lino Africa after spending some time traveling around the African continent and falling in love with the culture and scenery. The cigar was blended to capture the spirit of Africa and became one of the brand's most popular lines. Now more than a decade after the original release, Donlino Africa is being reimagined with a little help from AJ Fernandez. Made by, the, made by hand at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua SA in Esteli, the revamped Donlino Africa blend starts with a hand-selected long filler blend of Dominican, Paleto, and Nicaraguan leaves from Omnitepe, Jalapa, and Esteli. The binder is sourced from Cameroon in Africa, covered by a sultry Habano 2000 wrapper grown in Ecuador, medium, full in body box pressed smooth as silk. You'll be greeted by a fantastic draw and notes as exotic spice, cedar, roasted nuts, leather, grab a box and experience a blend inspired by one of the most beautiful places on earth, the African Savannah. <laughs>
0: I was uh, waiting for the Christmas music behind the uh, description of the flavors you'd get. Roasted nuts. And a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah. Yeah, I get marscapone off this. For mm. sure. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of eggnog there. Yeah, yeah, you know. Is there some allspice off this? So, what do you think of the cigar? I know you love this.
3: I, I absolutely love this cigar. When I first started smoking, this was one that a friend of mine handed me, and I was like, what is this? This is delicious. And what struck me is there's four leaves in this cigar instead of three. Yeah. And it's all African tobacco, which makes it just the, – the way that they blend together is really, really well. I still have some of the first run of this because they produced it for a couple of years, and then they stopped producing it. And recently, they just started reproducing it in the, in the last year or so. So it still has not lost any of the continuity between then and now. It's just a really good cigar.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, so, uh, Justin, what do you think of the uh, Don Limo? I thought it was pretty exotic.
2: I was impressed with it. And we had a stick on another show with uh, Cameroon tobacco, too, and this is far different. The construction was great, and it was good all the way to the end.
0: Hmm. Cool. Cool.
1: Drew, what do you think of the uh, Don Lino? I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, it was very consistent in the draw. Um, I got definitely a lot of the cedar notes. Um, I tend to have a thing for Habana 2000. Um, just about anyone that I've seen use it. I, I will say I haven't seen it used a lot. Um, as of late, probably back when I first started smoking, it was everywhere in the you know, two thousand five to you know two thousand ten ish period. Right. Everyone had a Habana two thousand.
3: Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Um, and that's when I fell in love with it. So I was I was happy to revisit it here. Um, you know, very very good. I, I would go back to this one again, which is not something that I've been able to say super often. But but this is this is one I would definitely go back with.
0: Wow. All right. So I am the contrarian viewpoint. Um. So no, I didn't plan on that. Uh. It was very earthy. Um, it actually smelled like, you know, the soil had been turned up. It had that, you know, I've walked into a fresh, you know, plowed field kind of thing um, up front. Uh, excellent draw and very well constructed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I'm guilty of the experience, you know, is, oh, 100%. you can tell from a lot of my notes that if it doesn't burn well and even and I have to constantly fix it and roll it, I am not a happy camper. So, true. Um but the thing that kept on happening with this it kept on going out. Really. So the, the thing went out, you know, before it hit the first ash and I relit it. Um that's never good. And then I probably smoked through the you know full second in the middle of it and it went out again and I relit it and the strange thing is that the draw had not changed through yeah. the entire experience. And I just you know, I was like, "Am I doing something wrong? Am I am I a defective, you know, cigar <laughs> smoker?" Um, Survey says, "Yeah, it, it, had, it was uh, very smoke heavy as well." Yeah. Um, so, I, I just wrote uh, some of my summary notes. This is not for me. <laughs> um, you know, the novelty of the products, you know, and, and sure. working with some of these, you know, various. Uh, wrappers and and fillers here it just did not create something unique and different you know from my perspective i just um i think these would be great in country you know i it's really great you know if they grow you know these quality tobacco products you know in africa i'm sure that in the sea of things that are available i for something that would be sitting there that's local great you know um but i just I think here um, in the States anyway, I just think you have a lot better choices, you know. So I just thought it was really okay, like at best. Um, Sorry you had that experience. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we didn't get to actually uh, talk about our ratings here in advance. What is your rating from one to three? We're all holding up hands in in real time. Um, And so I'm going to call it as a smokes rating of two. See it in editorialized there, Barker. That's
3: okay. <laughs> Look, hey,
0: we don't have to have
3: the same flavor and taste that's, no, never. I get it.
1: that's the whole point of always you know of us being on here if we all like the same thing we'd live in a very boring world
0: so do you know anything about the distribution of these are they widely available they are widely available right
3: now i know that the first run if you find some of the first run they are completely different cigar than the new run but they are both complex and share the same qualities but they are two different smokes
0: yeah and I have I actually forgot how these stick did you go find these sticks? Or? I did. These okay. were all
3: four out of the same box. Uh,
0: well, we'll be right back right after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip Sides and Smokes. Today's episode is a smokes episode. We're going over four different cigars that are all Toro size and under 10 bucks. And we went through our first uh, uh cigar which was the don lino africa which was a two if you missed that there at the (laughs) end of the segment so i have the next cigar up it is from casa magna it's colorado um and i have some background here about this cigar as well casa magna colorado is a brainchild of two of the cigar industry's most revered manufacturers manuel cosada and nestor placentia this Nicaraguan puro is full-bodied and moderately priced, comprised of a ligero and viso fillers from several different regions of Nicaragua, and a beautiful Cuban seed ligero uh, Colorado wrapper wrapper <laughs> The cast Casame- <laughs> Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Hit, hit the beat, man. The Casa <laughs> Magna is hand-rolled <laughs> in Placentia, Nicaragua factory. The result is smooth, rich, full body, with undertones of coffee and sweet spice. A well-made slow burner at a great price. Okay, so this is a Grand Toro, okay? Which is a bit fatter than a Toro, mm-hmm. so I'm sure that you guys knew that right off the bat. Girth. Yeah, What's like what your girth, man, so.
4: Today we're going to be demonstrating how to measure girth. Growth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. First, Mm. take your tape measure. Place it at the center of the shoulder. Bring it down through the crotch. I can just see her doing this in real time.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, it was a video. And the guy just standing there going, hmm, this is happening. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) And we'll tell you which model she was using. All right, so, uh, yeah. So, you definitely noticed that right off the bat. It's actually pretty cool that we have two cigars from Placentia today. Um, That's... That was unintended. Uh, They both wound... (laughs) Excuse me. This actually wound... This particular cigar, the uh, Casa Magna, wound up in a bag with other cigars that had made a best-of list about 10 years ago. And I'm kind of always intrigued why some products wind up on these lists, mostly marketing and payola. Oh, for sure. Um, (laughs) Neither of which it's so true mike Uh, another which is even remotely close to our own selection processes so we call it like it is we're nobody beholden that's right um this is actually a very good wrapper filler combo and i've handed these out as gifts you know many times (laughs) it'll be interesting (laughs) at the end of this i'll tell you whether i'm going to choose to do that or not yeah yeah for sure i've actually run into a few that actually had a tough draw and that's not unusual Um, they do make an Oscuro wrapper with the same filler, which I do not like. And it's actually laden with licorice. I just, absolutely it was
1: icky, icky, icky. So, uh,
0: Drew, what do you think of the Casa Magna? Oh, I, I should go through my own, uh, pieces first here. So I'm sorry. Then I'll toss it to you. Um, you know, uh, I really found this very difficult to just get lit. I have no idea, uh, but it had this big, smooth draw um, with just tons of smoke. I was like, "Wow, this is just completely filling up my mouth." You know, um, very same flavor, mild, uh, woody. In the middle, had like these hints of mint uh, that were going on, um, but it was definitely that big smoke uh, thing that kept on going all the way through it. Um, you know, I just did not really fall in love with this again. And I, I just, it had a completely different experience this time around. I didn't like the taste overall. And that big smoke thing was just a bit overwhelming for me. Um, so I don't know that I would probably go back to this uh, for sure. I will not. Yeah. We'll get to you in a second. Drew, what'd you think of the Casa Magna?
1: It sounds like I might be the contrarian here because I actually enjoyed it. You know, um, huh? It was uh it drew very nicely. Um, it uh, it had a pleasant um, flavor that I really had a hard time putting my uh, finger on, but then it it jumped out at me. It was like it reminded me of snickerdoodles, which I love. Snickerdoodles. If you've never had a snickerdoodle cookie, I highly recommend them. Sort As like, do I was. Is it the cinnamon part of the cinnamon sugar that there was this burnt sugar kind of thing okay. to it and, and you know yeah and and I actually really enjoyed that because it it introduced a level of complexity that I did not expect when I looked at it at you know just you know you you eat with your eyes first you smoke with your eyes first and sure um it it was mildly sweet but you know not to the point where I felt like I was you know using you know, smoking a flavored cigar of some sort, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, would probably do it again. Um, you know, when, and I'm a big value guy. So, you know, 10, you know, under $10 was kind of my sweet spot. You know, I, 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 smoke a lot of cigars in that area and you know, it was at worst, it was inoffensive at best. I'd say it would go extremely well with a nice Bayside or perhaps a lighter bourbon, maybe some stinker doodle cookies.
0: Yeah, just really torn. I don't know what to do now. Would I still give these as a gift or not? And Barker shaking his head. No, 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 no. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, oh,
3: it's my turn now. Yeah, okay. it is your turn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, you are Barker.
3: That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> I just thought you were mentioning me, and it was my turn. Anyway, uh, I, 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 I hated it. Uh, And and I really don't say that about a lot of cigars. I I really don't. Because if I don't like something, I can just say I don't like it. But I really, I I will never go back to this cigar. Is it going to
1: turn you off to the manufacturer?
3: No, 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 no. I I think Casa Magna has some things that are are really good. But this cigar right here for me was not it. And it was, I I think it's a poor representation of what they do. I feel like it, it... it tasted like I was smoking dirt from the start, and it never went away. I got halfway through it, and it was a big cigar. I got halfway through the cigar, and that flavor never changed. And I was like, I'm I, I'm done. I can't, I, if 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 I've made it fifty percent through a cigar, and the flavor hasn't changed and made more complex or even less complex, you know, there's just no change. change. Yeah, just some sort of change to let me know that I'm still smoking a, a quality cigar then i'm i'm out
1: hmm. okay simon
3: <laughs>
0: somebody needs a hug i do uh,
3: Justin, can i get that 30 minutes what, back no what do
2: you th- <laughs> what do you like think? mike I had a hard time getting it lit and i think the filler was packed too tight it wouldn't let
0: enough air through and i couldn't keep it going i got through about half of it and quit huh well, I think what's interesting about th- this discussion is so um Barger myself and Drew had sticks all from the same retailer out of the same box. okay Justin's stick came from a completely different oh, box really? a different state. Yeah, so yep. for him to say that he had the Dang. same problems that is, is it's not unique to that That's... box or that lot. So his was right. completely different and so How that, did yeah. you light yours, Mike? I have adopted the Barger methodology of lighting stuff, and I haven't talked this up a whole lot lately. I absolutely use the same process that he described every single time, yeah. and I will tell you that it really makes a difference. So I'm going to tell you the Barger methodology for lighting um, is very simple. You toast with the crown on. Mm-hmm. You take the take the scar out of the wrapper for so wrapper. Toast it with the with the crown on, then cut the crown. Um, then uh, toast it some more or fully light it. I'm sorry. I skipped a really key step. <laughs> Go back. I'm going to do this once again. Take it out of the wrapper, toast it, cut your crown, blow through the cigar, blow out. Blow on the end that you're toasting. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> then light it. <laughs> Suck blow. Uh, blow suck, uh, and, uh, then light the cigar, uh, from that point using almost the same methodology that used for toasting. And, you know, really to me, if you've toasted, well, you practically don't even have to light the cigar, you know, other than to maybe add some heat and really get it going. Yeah. So that's a methodology I use all day long. And I I, there are a few steps in there that I was not doing. Like I would usually cut the cigar and then, you know, blow through it and then I would test it and then I would light it. But you know, I think Barger's methodology to me is, is much better.
3: A lot of that is to do with the gases from the lighter that you choose. So when you cut a cigar and hold it to your mouth and put a lighter to it and suck through it. Well, you're just sucking those gases through the cigar. Yeah. Which it changes the flavor of the cigar.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually, I i lit uh, two of these cigars with cedar splits. So, uh, you know, but I still use the same methodology sure. no
1: matter what. So, sure. so we know how Barger lights is. How about you, Justin? How did you light like yours? I lit mine
2: uh, with the Barger method, and I use a Calibri <laughs> okay. butane torch. It's called
0: the Barger. We're gonna patent that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll just that'll make the show notes the Barger method of lighting
1: cigars. <laughs> so as I had never heard of the Barger method, I did not do the Barger method. I also did not blow through the cigar. I just I did use a cedar, you know, stick as I uh, almost always do, and you know, roll and you know, cut toast slightly and then roll and twist and roll and twist and just puff, puff 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 until i get a nice you know burning red ember i had no problems with it going out hmm. i had no issues with the draw whatsoever no. no i
0: didn't have any problem with it going out but i i it was it was a pain in the butt to get it lit evenly i, I kept Fair. on looking at the end of it and i'd blow on it and like the top f would be red and the bottom yeah. would just be black and i'm like what is going on here
3: yeah. let's just preface this there's no wrong way to light your cigar
0: this is true i was this just, is the this, this with is the wrapper on is definitely, yeah, well, that's the wrong, definitely wrong but you still can do it that would be not only bad but a fire hazard i as do well. know mm.
3: some people that cut their cigar while still in the plastic
0: <laughs> oh my god
3: and that is no I, way i do i do oh, and that i'm like is so why? bad <laughs> I'm like you're just ruining your maybe cutter. a punch no
0: no like a guillotine cut
3: oh lord right there
0: yeah, these are people that drink hard seltzers all day long. That's oh, really yeah. these. That's what this <laughs> that's is right, for. That's right. That's That's what these that's right. people do. Yeah. No laws. They're white baby. clawing it up, baby. Uh huh. And they're saying Irish whiskey is the best whiskey on the free planet. Mm.
3: That's all those people. Yeah. Yes, but I do challenge you, folks listening. Try that method of lighting a cigar. Because you will notice a difference, and especially off your initial draw, you will notice a difference. I'm not saying it's the correct way. I'm just saying it's the way that I do things. I'll have to
1: give it a shot sometime. I was unfamiliar. Well, back to Justin's discussion of the Casa Magna, Colorado.
0: You know, I just didn't get a lot out of it because of the construction issues. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's uh, rate this one up. Ah. Ah. Uh, can't see just, there's his finger. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> is that a middle finger, Justin? Is that what that is? No. Oh Lord! <laughs> Our <laughs> smokes rating here for the Casa Magna, in Colorado, is one <clears> throat> under throat> protest. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, the thing that I learned it, very interesting is is that um, it's very difficult to produce a very consistent product over a really long period of time. This is not the same uh product that was there 10 years ago 100 percent. and i think this is just somebody not paying attention to quality and not recognizing just how far they've drifted from the you know original product
3: i just think it's another example of too many lines in their product line you have too many things you're trying to pump out too much stuff that you forget why you're even doing something
1: yeah no one ever does anything like that in, in any unrelated industry to this one either. <laughs> well, next up is uh, Drew with the
0: Placentia Reserva, which is also from one of the other uh, places from the
1: Casa we just talked about. Absolutely. So I selected the Placentia Reserva original. It is a Nicaraguan wrapper. The origin is Honduras. Uh, it is a cigar that Placencia debuted years ago as the Reserva Organica. The Placencia family is ecstatic about this as they should be because it is truly a one of a kind cigar described as one that Columbus would have enjoyed when he discovered Nicaragua. It was the first and only fully organic blend in the world. The green niche product began growth in 2001 and the Plasencia family has had this unique tobacco for the Reserva original certified using OSHA standards. That's kind of scary. That's weird. Uh, For qualifying as organic every year. These handmade beauties are medium and body and are made with the same sweet tobacco blend as the Reserva Organica. Um, I enjoyed this one, but it was not uh, definitely not my favorite of the flight. Um, I selected this with some assistance from my local cigar shop because, you know, I walked into the humidor and I looked at all of my usual, you know, my usuals and none of them really spoke to me for the episode. So I turned to the guy at the counter and I said, Hey, you know, I'm recording this episode, best Toro under 10 bucks. Wow. What would you recommend? That's an cool. interesting
0: selection methodology. You know, that's not bad.
3: I,
1: you know, I, when I, I, I go didn't to a say new, it was
0: bad. or you know, I just think it was an interesting choice.
1: When I go to a brewery, I typically ask, you know, if it's, if it's a new brewery to me, I ask what, you know, what they like. And it was my first trip into this shop. So huh. they have, they haven't been open for long and you know, you know,
3: Maybe you know. May I ask the, what shop? Uh,
1: I don't know if I'm allowed to say. You just write it down. And tell me later. All yeah. right, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but uh, I will say that it was it was very mild. Um, I did get some you know cinnamon cedar kind of thing going on. Um, the finish was well, not finished, but let's say the the aftertaste as as you were you know exhaling through the nose. I, I had uh, it was it was more oily than I would expect from a cigar as mild as this one. Um, but I, you know, was pleased with the recommendation. It reminded me a lot of one of my standbys, which is a CAO gold. Um, you know, so I, I will definitely go back and and get another one if nothing else than to, uh, cultivate a further relationship with the store owner and, you know, maybe get some access to some other things that I might not other all the time, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, pretty much all the way through it burned it burned evenly for me and 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 it was relatively consistent although you know i think probably the best thing that i could say maybe not the best thing but uh, the most consi- it was inoffensive in in every capacity you know no nowhere did i come ah, i didn't like that it it was always like oh that's pretty good maybe i wish there was a little bit more but it's under 10 bucks you know i'm not expecting the world
0: hmm. so i I'm, I think uh, one of the burning questions I have is: after they recommended this, would you go back to that retailer? And, yeah. and uh, are you know that's a really interesting you know comment that I always hear from people about where they really trust you know people in cigar shops, and sometimes it's. The makeup of the shop i mean sometimes it's like yeah. a, you know a, a store and they sell cigars and they sell you know lighters and then milk and then cereal and diapers and it's more of a convenience store with a humidor than it is you know uh an actual tobacco store and then you have like really high end places where well you know would you like for me to blend something for you while you're yeah. here you know and Ooh. and uh yeah and you're like wow that hmm, just got hard but anyway so <laughs> <laughs> the uh <laughs> It's just such a wide, you know, variety, you know, of an experience for people. But I mean,
1: well, real, I, I'm really curious. I prefaced it know. with I don't smoke a lot of toros. I am I am a You're robusto, a robusto guy. guy. I'm a right. robusto guy through and through. So, and I, I, I think he also may have been a little limited by the number of toros that he had in stock and at the price point. Um, you know, the more of the toros that he had were you know 15 and up kind of deal. Um, so, you know, I was I ended up picking from like four. And this was the one that, that really stood out to me. As See, I,
3: I think there's a big difference in a cigar shop employee and someone that works in the cigar the cash shop register. that actually enjoys cigars.
1: Oh, yeah. He was smoking a cigar when but, I walked in the and, door.
3: And I think that you really understand that when they ask you, well, what's your palate? What do you like? Mm-hmm. And then they start asking you questions like, what do you like to drink? What What, what, mm-hmm. what do you want this for? And I really think that that makes the cigar experience, in in uh, a local cigar shop, key, for me personally.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, can those people wear a name tag or have a tattoo or sure. a giant you know figure on their forehead to figure <laughs> out the difference? That would be really great. You know,
1: they'd get a gold star on their shirt. I think it's a good like a sneech Ooh, Right. <laughs> I think gold it's a star good... on their belly. I think it's a good point. Justin just volunteered for that. There you, you go. Absolutely. <laughs> if they start asking you questions about your palate, you're going to have a good time. Absolutely. If they just, you know, walk you to a certain area of the humidor and say, this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not it's the best. It's like, well, this one's not
3: it. selling. Let me sell you some of these. Mm.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break here uh, and then we'll come back. We'll talk some more about the Placentia Reserva Original, as well as, you know, some other comments, I'm sure, about, you know, people putting gold. Gold stars on their bellies. Uh huh. Just for you, Barker. Sure. Right around the button. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sip Sudden and Smokes. On today's episode, it's a smokes episode. Smokes. <laughs> and we're going over four cigars that are all Toro size and under $10. We were talking about Drew's uh, pick, which was the Placentia Reserva original And we're just having kind of this interesting conversation, you know, about you know, walking into a retail shop and just, you know, kind of exploring what are some things that, you know, they recommend. So the one thing that uh, I wanted to share with everybody was the shape about this cigar. So mm-hmm. um, this was, I think this was the only Torpedo. I'm pretty sure it was in yeah, the lineup. Was. So this is a Torpedo shaped Toro. Um, and with a pigtail. With a pigtail crown. Yeah. So um, that little different than, you know, some of the other, you know, Toros that we had in the lineup um,
3: kind of shaped like those Gurkhas. <laughs> well
1: <laughs> the, uh, but that's
0: but, a different conversation. Let's <laughs> say, please, this, that's a <laughs> way different conversation. <laughs> Definitely need some blue.
1: With or without that. the kukri knives? Yeah, that's right,
0: right.
3: That's right. That's
0: right. Um, did the look of the cigar influence some of your choice? Other than the employee, you know, did you did you look at it and go, wow, that's a different looking Toro with the pigtail and torpedo shape?
1: I have enjoyed torpedo shapes in the past. Um, you know, maybe it takes me back to uh, you know cartoons where you know the the guy chomping on the cigar. It uh-huh. almost always is a torpedo. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, um, I mean, I I was I I wanted to again get something that fit the episode and also you know just sort of feel you know is this guy going to be. You know on the up and up with me you know is he is he trying to push something that isn't moving or is he you know listening to you know my answers to the questions that he's asking and and it will those be you know it will it be a good pairing i think he gave me what i asked for
3: yeah so just to clear this up this was actually a perfecto not a torpedo oh yeah gotcha. so you know that with the tapered on both ends okay Gotcha. A torpedo will have the the Maybe will I look like a, a torpedo. Reco- I had a poor no, it's okay. recollection. That's okay, okay. You know? The torpedo will have the angled in on your capside right. and will be a regular cigar on the foot.
0: Okay. Oh there. yeah, it was yeah, I definitely remember on the foot it was closed, yeah. Right. Gotcha. Thank, thank you for correcting that. Yeah, me. you're welcome. Yeah. Uh Justin, what do you think of the uh, Placentia Reserva originale?
3: This is the
2: closest cigar I've had that would be similar to something a cigar roller would give you at
0: a party.
3: Huh. Oh, that's a good good. That's way to That's a put very,
0: it. I, we're all nodding your head. I yeah, completely good. agree with that description, yeah. yeah it was very fresh, um,
2: light, it was well done. It's like classic cigar flavors and smoked all the way through, no problem. Had you had this
0: before? No, first time. Huh, first time. Huh, interesting. So did the, when you were looking at it, I'm really kind of curious about the visual aesthetics. Did it really influence you to go, wow, this one's not like the others. This one's got to be a lot better. I didn't notice anything. Huh, interesting.
1: Barger's. Desensitized to shape at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all sizes. One size fits all do, right, right, right. right. <laughs> it's about the girth, right? It's about it's the It's about girth. the pina
2: colada lube. That's yeah. right, that's right. They were right. going to
4: be demonstrating how to measure girth. Growth is a very important measurement when determining sizes. Very important. First, take your tape measure, place it at the center of the shoulder, bring it down through the crotch, and back up again.
0: Whoa. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, Barger, what do you think of the Placentia Reserva Original?
3: Well, I think I'm a little bit different than some of the other opinions on here. Um, let me just preface this with Placentia as a long line of Of making cigars. Long history. When I first started smoking, I was smoking uh, Placentia Sun Grown cigars. Delicious. And I can still remember them. They're extremely well. This cigar, I feel like it was okay. It wasn't great. But it was consistent. The flavor from lighting it to the flavor from finishing it and I finished it before I walked in the door here today the flavor to finishing it was the same but it wasn't like like a f- flavor you know what I mean like it was a great it was a, it was a good flavor I think I think it burned well I think the construction was good and personally I kind of like a Perfecto every now and then it gives me a little you know oh this is different kind of Let's cut this pigtail off and see where this is rabbit. Where you're goes. appropriately dressed. That, well, yes. I mean, I had to put clothes on before I came in the door, but you know.
0: You don't have to put the tux on just to smoke the cigars. That's
3: right. No, no, no. I think it's I, I think for the price point and for um the quality, I think it's very approachable for ten dollars. Huh. I think it's very approachable and and anyone who likes a lighter bodied cigar that's not over the top i think we'll enjoy this cigar
1: gateway cigar
3: yeah 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 kind of it's not it's not light enough like a connecticut and it's not over over vert, spiced spice like a lajaro or a squirrel is going to be mm-hmm. you know it's kind of that middle of the road where i'm just dipping my toes into cigars let's tr- let's get something that's going to get me a little bit of flavor but not going to blow my socks off you know what i mean
0: well, here are some of my own notes about the Placentia Reserve Original. Um, yeah, you know, the shape definitely caught my attention. And uh, I was like, hmm, okay, this is definitely not like the others. Um, you know, but I uh, it was very mild up front. The draw was kind of airy and thin. Um, and, you know, Drew's nodding his head over here agreeing with that. Uh, there was some barnyard funk that was kind of coming off mm-hmm. this, you know, um, through the first and the middle part of this. Big bowl type, fresh ground cinnamon. I thought something was busted for a little while. I thought my nose was busted or something, and there was a, a little hit of mint that was going on. I really almost felt like somebody had handed me like a after dinner breath mint or something, you know, for a second.
3: Sir, would you so, like an Andes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, if it had had some chocolate component to it, I that'd been the only thing I thought was really <laughs> missing about it. I really love the product that i chose to pair with this was a japanese whiskey mm. it is a hodozaki uh, it's a small batch oh delicious and the thing that i've had a problem with that this particular uh japanese whiskey is that it's very sweet um it's like and, a dessert whiskey uh it's not like a dessert whiskey uh, it's not that it does not go that far uh to no, like a, finish yeah, or something yeah um but you know it has this uh you know A lot of Japanese whiskeys have this very lovely, you know, lush, floral overtone to them. They're very delicate, you know, and even to pair any Japanese whiskey with a cigar is like, uh, maybe that's not the best choice. Danger. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is I've had this product a couple of times, and I keep on thinking, I'm like, there's a place in the world, on the planet, that you can enjoy with this, and I'm like, I really think I want to go for it, and I never had these two things, you know, before together, and I have to say, it totally worked. The sweet floral elements uh, actually elevated the experience of the Placentia uh, um, cigar. I, I, you know, I would go back to to that pairing all day long. Um, you know the cigar itself. I I really loved uh, you know the the experience of it, and I kind of love the the you know taste profile. It, it was one of the last sticks you know right. that I had uh, as well. It would definitely be something I would go back to. Uh, let's see what our ratings are going to be uh, for this. Hold up a couple of fingers there for us, Justin. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it as uh, our smokes rating here for the Placentia Reserve Original is going to be a three. So, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, really great stick, and uh, hope
3: that makes up for the Casa and, a, and a
0: retail employee recommendation. So you know that's that's really great. They're not all liars. They're not. They're not. <laughs> no, I would never say that. Yeah, I trust like three and a half people. You know, retail right? sales. You know. <laughs> Present well, company excluded. You together. are an attorney, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. There was Earl down there around the corner, but he lost an eye. <laughs> he ain't that good no more. He can't see them products up on the top shelf plus so, it kind of walks funny yeah we always put the stuff up there the earl don't know anyway so it all works out okay <laughs> you know <laughs> that's just a little too close to the truth yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah for real you know for sure well uh we've uh, gone through three cigars we have one more left which is from justin which is from perdomo i love nick i love nick jr and uh so uh, i really look forward to this discussion take it away justin
2: so this stick is the Perdomo Double Aged 12-Year Vintage Maduro. Nick Perdomo has outdone himself this time around, shelling out three separate blends that each lay claim to a 12-year-old exquisitely fermented tobacco leaf. Dressed in Connecticut, sun-grown, and Maduro wrappers, Double Age 12-Year Vintage has a selection for every cigar lover out there. All the tobaccos in each blend, wrapper, binder, and filler go through an extensive double aging process. They are bale-aged for 10 years before moving on to barrel aging in charred white oak bourbon barrels for the next two years, resulting in a refined product that's brimming with flavor. This process ensures that the crop from 2001 has impeccable color, texture, aroma, and flavor. The Maduro variation explodes with notes of dark chocolate and coffee, naturally sweet with rich and robust complexity, and a long, cool finish awaits you with every double-aged, 12-year vintage Maduro. This background needs a soundtrack.
3: This <laughs> begs to be lit as soon
2: as you gaze upon it. And take note of this super oily Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper leaf. Dun, dun, Plumped dun, up dun, with pristine dun, Nicaraguan dun, long dun, fillers. Dun, this medium dun, to full bodied hit maker dun, deserves dun, a dun, spot dun, in your rotation. So I really like this. The coolest part was it just generated a huge amount of smoke. I thought I was at a electronic dance music club and I was really <laughs> digging it and uh, the bourbon flavor was more subtle than I thought it was going to be with two years of aging and ex-bourbon barrels but that's okay it didn't overwhelm it and the quality with construction was consistent throughout I got a lot of um, really subtle dark chocolate coffee flavors this would be
0: perfect with a really dry white wine huh Interesting pairing choice, huh. for sure. It, do you think that that choice is unique to this cigar, or you would yes. actually pair white wine with any Maduro? I haven't tried it with any other Maduro. I don't no. think I would have ever put oh, yeah, a
3: white no. wine with Definitely a Maduro cigar. Never. Definitely yeah. not. I can't that's say interesting.
0: That. That's that's like a Don Quixote moment, you yeah. know. But <laughs> like, but good for you. <laughs> it's, it's like, for like charging, charging a windmill yeah. with a Q tip. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Good for you for trying new things.
1: I mean, maybe like a uh, like late harvest Riesling or something. You know, super sweet.
0: Yeah, but that would have enough sugar that would compete ugh. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just ugh. heard Barker's opinion of of that of
3: that. Any choice. white wine <laughs> in me is just not happening. I'm just not going to do it unless with, with it's in a, like a frozen. Definitely grape. not
0: with a Maduro.
3: Yeah. No. Uh,
0: all right, Justin, we're just going to call that your, that's a questionable decision that you're owning up to, okay?
3: <laughs> that's all I have to say. You should have paired it with Zima or something. There you go. See? There yeah. you
0: go. I mean, I, it would at least what come with, go its, with Zima, really. You could have just put on an 80s channel, you know, off a of satellite right. radio, and boom, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to put my oh, that wham definitely on. happening. Either that or Yacht Rock. <laughs> I can already hear wham in my head. That's right.
3: That's right. I ain't never going to dance. You got
0: to hurry up before you go-go. <laughs> Right. Drew, what what do you think of the Perdomo 12-year vintage?
1: Well, um, based on my previous conversations with you gentlemen and my opinion of Maduro in general, um, I did not like it at all. (laughs) Um, It was, I I would agree, it was a lot of smoke. Um, I don't know about electronic concert, but definitely like I was in a a smokehouse. Um, Uh. Lots of meat hanging around me, you know, not really... um, no, don't, don't go there. Um, <laughs> he got, likes meat hanging around. I like how, I like how he just, uh, yeah. and pointed at yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah. both at the no. same time. Just, like, just don't do it. Like don't. He, Mike, I know what you're, I know what, yep, nope. Yep, nope, Ple- nope. please
3: don't talk about my love <laughs> for
1: meat. <laughs> I mean, I do like all the Nicaraguans. That's all I'm going to say, but no. Um, I will say that it was, it was not as bad as I expected it to be. I think is perhaps the, the, oh. the nicest thing that I can say. Um, it was one note, and that was just hot, um, hot sugar, hot sugar. And then, you know, as I'm exhaling, you know, over my nose, through, you know, over my palate, um, it just was like just ashy, um, you know, oily, ashy. I, you know, Maduro's not my thing, though. So, you know, you're, if you're a Maduro person, great. If you're not a Maduro person, this is not the one to become a Maduro person with. Mm. Barger, what do you think?
3: Well, I have lots of thoughts on this process here. Um, first off, Nick Perdomo, what a guy. Great guy, great cigars. Am I, you either love Perdomo cigars or you hate Perdomo cigars, I found. True. And, and, this is kind of a middle of the road for me on this cuz when I first started smoking I loved Perrano cigars. However, this it was very bland for me and it was a very one trick pony. And there was lots of smoke, there was lots of earth, but it 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 was just lacking something for me in a Maduro. Hmm. There was not enough spice and it just it 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 didn't kick it for me.
0: Yeah, and, and I think just to add uh, just a few elements about it, I, the flavor off this was really interesting. Big, uh, big, full flavor. I actually got some coffee beans you know, off really? this. Let's rate this up real quick. Um, let's see, Justin, I can't see what you're holding up, but we'll Looks go like- for it anyway. It is a smokes rating of two. <coughs> well, interesting flight of Toros under 10 bucks you know really fascinating all around i think at least one cigar i know we'd all go back to that's right yeah Yeah, for sure yeah really uh fascinating and i really love just you know the story that that drew had that you know it was it was a retail employee you know just recommending it so i thought that was really fascinating for sure Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. That's the easiest way uh, to listen to our show is to ask any of the voices in your head, including a couple from Barger. Hi there. (laughs) Or any of the ones that are on your phone, like Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us by email at info at Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day. At Sipsuds Smokes is our Twitter handle, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. you will also be able to interact with thousands of fans on those social media platforms, including the I Hate Maduro <laughs> cigar <laughs> Facebook group. There are people for me. Are yeah. you saying that you're the admin of that group, Drew? Drew? I
1: can neither confirm nor deny.
0: <laughs> do, us, do us a favor, <laughs> but you are willing to do that whatever yeah, you you say? <laughs> do us a favor. It dance. is the call of my people. <laughs> Take the time to rate this episode, not <laughs> Drew's stars. Taste Buds. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I hate Maduro's like Drew. <laughs> I look forward to the additional comments around some bird choices today. Well, I want to thank my co hosts for being here. Thank you, Barger, for Hey, you're welcome. Us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Justin, thank you Thanks for being so here most of the time. You're not going to send me a bill again, are you? <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Do you start the meter running when you talk or when you say something useful? <laughs> so when I wake happen? up in the morning. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true lawyer. <laughs> yeah,
0: like for sure. <laughs> good old boy
1: Drew, thanks for being here. I hope to come back as long as you don't hate on me for hating Maduros. Oh,
0: we're going to have an all Maduro show just yeah. for you. Well, this is good old boy <laughs> Mike. You to come back, join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And I'll ask you to keep on sipping.